everybody and welcome back to Christians United Ministry. My name is Travis and today we are doing a Bible reading. Uh, yesterday I did not be able, was not able to post. So anytime I'm not able to post, always make sure you open up the Bible and just start reading. Um, today we are going to go into Matthew 14. We're going to finish out from 13 on to the end of the chapter, uh, to 14. Um, I, you can go to the verses 1, chapters 1, 2, and 3. We're going to go back to them because we're already at 13. We're already in the middle where Jesus is here. Jesus is talking. Jesus is doing his teachings. And I want to keep that all fresh in our mind. Jesus doesn't really start talking until chapter 4, which is the temptations. We already went over that in this week's sermon. So I want to stay fresh on Jesus and then we can come back. So it may not make sense at first, but when you think about it, it does make sense. I really want to get through his teachings and get that drilled in while it's still fresh in our minds. So I guess without further ado, let's get right into Matthew 14. And let's go. At verse 1. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus, and said unto his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead, and therefore many works do shoot forth themselves in him. For Herod had laid hold on John, and bound him, and put him in prison for her. Herodias' sake, his, his brother Philip's wife. For John said unto him, It is not lawful lawful for thee to have her. And when he, he should have put him to death, he feared the multitude, because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them, and Herod was pleased. Whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And she, being before instructed of her mother, said, Give me here John's ba John Baptist's head in a charger. And came the king was sorry. Nevertheless, for the oak's sake, oath's sake, and them which sat with him at meat, he commanded it to be given to her. And he said, Sent and beheaded John in prison. His head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came, took up the body, and buried it, and went and told Jesus. Now, while we're here, let's, now let's change the scenery, because when you read this, it goes straight into it. Jesus is not physically there. He's somewhere else. Remember, they went to him. Now let's change our setting. And Jesus heard of it. He departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart, give ye them to, speak, to eat. And they said unto them, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. And he said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass, and took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples, and the disciples to the multitude. And they all did eat, and were filled. 
and they took up the fragments that remains twelve baskets full. And they had eaten, and that they had eaten were about five thousand men, beside women and children. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straight away Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, that is I, be not afraid. And Jesus answered to him, and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. When he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, and caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? And when they came into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they were in the ship, came and worshipped him, saying, O of a truth, thou art the Son of God. And when they were gone over, they came unto the land of Genesaret. Don't know how to say that. I'm going to be completely honest here. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into the, that country round about, and brought unto him all that were diseased, and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. So that was a really good chapter. Um, we have two different uh, things going on here. We got Harad, uh, Harad. Uh, he is um, he beheaded John, and then we got Jesus with the multitude. And there's, um, there's a, but there's three different lessons to learn here. Now the first one is like you could see that Harad didn't want to kill John. You see that, and. And the only reason why he did it is for because he made an oath to the daughter. And we can see how important John is. Remember, John baptized Jesus. John, uh, for anybody who might not know, he, he, he said it here. But he said that um, John, uh, John had his own disciples. People who followed him. And they knew that he wasn't Jesus, but he knew he was important. And Jesus confirms his importance. He knows that uh, people don't really know who Jesus or who John is and believe in him. So he says, no, John is a prophet. He is extremely important to follow. Um, then then when it come up, and it's kind of kind of had a little chuckle when I first time I read it, is uh, so Jesus was he said, departs us by ship into a desert place apart. So he's going to go on the ship. And, but there was a crowd there. And his disciples are like, oh, let me get rid of them people for you, okay? I'll get rid, I'll get rid of them. And he said, no, no, no. They, they stay. They stay. Matter of fact, feed them. 
it's kind of like we think about that. He says, no, they don't need to go. Matter of fact, feed them. He didn't ask, hey, can you give them food or do you have food to give them? No, he says, feed them. And he wasn't worried. He said, oh, we only have two loaves and two fish. We have five loaves and two fishes. And he says, give them to me. And he, boy, he looked at God. He blessed the food, which we should be doing with our food. And he distributed to them. There was no hesitation there. These disciples were just saying, oh, okay, well, great, awesome. But they didn't, they didn't question him. They're like, how are we able to do this? No, they know his true powers. They know when they see it, they're not surprised by his um, ability to feed 5,000 with just five loaves of bread. And the one thing I want to touch with this, you have a lot of secular people who believe that the crowd actually had food in their pockets or whatever. Yeah, I was listening to a documentary where there were like people thought that oh, they had food in their pocket, they just took it out. That's not, it doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible. It doesn't say that. It says, no, we only, we only, matter of fact, it says, but you only have five, five loaves. How are we supposed to feed everybody? He broke it and he divided it through the word of God. It divided. It's just simply something that seculars can't explain. We got to remember through faith, anything is possible. And that's an example right there. Where you think that you're in a, a spot where you think it's impossible to get out of it. You think that there's no way. Well, with God there is a way. So he best of food. And he did eventually tell people, okay, you gotta go. And I gotta go pray. And he prayed and he's walking on the water. And this is where the story where we go in again with faith. And I, I was gonna include these stories. But I wanted to specifically wait until we got to them in this chap in these chapters. Um, so I didn't bring out my weekly sermon because I want to touch back. And this is one of the such examples. Is it says, "Be good of faith, here as a design." And he's sitting there like, "Okay, well, that's Jesus. We know who that is." And then Jesus says, "If that's you, have me come in." He says, "Bid me to come onto the water," because he knows Jesus can do it. There's the initial, and this is a good example for us and our everyday faith is when he saw the Lord, he says, okay, he knows. He didn't hesitate to walk in the water. He knew that Jesus had the power. Jesus had the ability to let him walk on the water, so he did. But then, so that's that's kind of like our, our initial faith, right? We have our initial, when we start having faith in the Lord. And then sometimes when things get rocky, which is the waters. In the Bible, whenever we see water, we see trouble. So what happened is, what happened is, so when he sees the water, he gets confused, he gets scared, he loses that faith. And it's important to know that we, it's okay to lose your faith. I'm not saying lose your faith. It's all about how to recover from it, get our faith back. Because the Lord always has his hands out. He's always ready. He's so forgiving. He's so merciful. He's so loving. He held his hand out on that. He said, when Jesus asked for help, that's when Jesus had his hand out. He didn't say, no, be gone for me. You, you, you lost faith in me. No, he kept his hands 
out to save him and continue walking on the water. Because that is our Lord. That is our Jesus. And when we go when we go through faith, it could be like a bumpy road. But having true faith means that when we do fall, we come back stronger. We need to make sure we come back stronger and, and knowing that the Lord can take take care of us. Sometimes in the heat of the moment we might forget that we're human. But once we realize that we lost our faith for a second, we need to come back and ask the Lord for help. You see how Jesus helped him get his faith back. Right? So he can help us get our faith back, even when our faith is in trial. So something something to point is I'm comment we're gonna mark off, leave off with. And tomorrow we're gonna do a Matthew fifteen. Um Everybody get ready for this uh, weekend week, weekend sermon. Not quite sure what theme I'm going to be bringing up here this weekend. I'll let you guys know tomorrow in tomorrow's podcast episode. So anyways, I really want to thank every single person here today. I, I, I am looking online and I'm, I'm touching a lot of people here and I'm very happy to. Um, I'm not perfect at this podcast. You know, I'm, I don't... I don't edit anything. I just simply record and upload. That's really it. Um, I'm trying to increase, trying to improve on my podcast abilities or skills or what have you. But it's not really about the quality episode. It's about the quality of the word I share and the information I give. That's what I make sure I'm perfect on. So if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, needs some advice, needs to vent, you can always personally contact me at Christians United Ministry at gmail.com. That's Christians with an S, United Ministry at gmail.com. I personally respond to all emails, and everything is said is confidential unless you ask me to share something or to go over a specific chapter or book of the Bible or to go over a specific theme. And I will upload it um, directly to the podcast. I won't mention who sent it, I'll just go over it and then. We will learn from there. Um, or I can just respond personally to that email, whichever you choose. Anyways, I really want to thank you all again, once again, for becoming a true follower of Christ, as we all should be. We're starting your path. I hope you all are starting your path to Christ and then continue walking on it. And to always make sure that we help others and keep the peace in this world, you know, because nothing happens without peace. But make sure you guys hit the subscribe button or the follow button only for the fact that you can get notified. I'm not making money from, I do not make money from subscribe from subscribers. So don't think I'm doing this for money because money is the root of all evil. That's also in the Bible. And um, money is, is, is definitely root to evil. But uh, again, Hit that notification button so you get notified when my podcasts are published and posted. And stay tuned tomorrow for our next Bible reading of Matthew 15. My name is Travis and this is Christians United Ministry. God be with you.